0: This podcast is sponsored by Regatta Outdoors. It's a glorious spring day and you're heading out on a walk. What do you bring with you? A paper map? Plenty of snacks? Well, of course they're important, but any seasoned hiker will tell you that footwear is the first thing to consider. Whether you prefer relaxed rambles or challenging summits, comfortable and reliable shoes are essential. Regatta has waterproof and breathable footwear for the whole family for every outdoor occasion. Discover the range in stores nationwide and at regatta.com.
1: This is the song of the River Usk in Spate, flowing fast and deep. It's early January 2023, my first podcast of 2023, and I've come to a favourite spot to just get away from, get away from things. Oh, a kingfisher! straight away a kingfisher zooming upstream gleaming blue in this dull early morning light so this this is the river us one of my favorite places to come and walk a favorite place just to find a bit of peace and quiet and even when the river's full and boiling like it is today it's still a mesmeric place to come and just let your mind relax a bit. Um, so, why have I come here? Well, it's the first episode of a new series of podcasts. My name's Fergus, Fergus Collins. I'm the host of the podcast. And the podcasts are a little taste of nature in the countryside every week On BBC Country Farm magazine. And I've been hosting them for about. Well it's almost four years now, 2019 was when we started it, and it's just a great excuse to share my love and the team's love of nature with you, through the wonderful sounds of nature, but I can also try and describe where I am, Um, I mean I'm basically the river Usk, I'm in the deep Usk valley between Abergavenny and Usk, it's a favourite little walk that I do sometimes and not many people come here, it's not like the Brecon Beacons where hordes of people descend to climb the mountains. You might hear the odd chainsaw in the background. It's not, not a totally quiet part of the countryside, particularly at this time of year, There's lots of chainsaw action in the countryside as um, people remove dead trees or cut, uh, cut down cut up trees that have been blown down in the wind the usk flows through a sort of broad valley of farmland and here, it's the fields are quiet, I think the sheep have been removed from the fields here just in case the the river does flood but you might hear a few mistlethrushes, there are a few mistlethrushes around there's a few redwings I can see on the other side of the river there's willows and alders that flank the river, covered absolutely covered in mistletoe so, although Christmas is gone, mistletoe is thriving here, my oh, goodness. But you'd need to be a pretty good climber to get hold of any. It's at least 20, 30 feet, 4 or 5 metres up from the ground. I could see red wings just flitting through the trees on the far side, little flocks of them. And chaffinches, think, think. But that kingfisher was a great start to the day. So part of the joy of these podcasts it's just whatever wildlife we might encounter along the way that I can hopefully identify and share with you but for now we've just got the song of the river. it's not horribly brown the river at the moment sometimes after a lot of heavy rain which we've had over Christmas in, in the UK uh, they're getting us a thrushes that sort of football rattle click, 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 fire, rapid fire and then a flock of 20 or 30... Oh, some jackdaws coming over. Quite high-pitched. There we go. Cry, really. And then on a, on a... Alder, on the far side, in the tops of the trees, there are about 30 redwings. I'm sure we'll see plenty of other wildlife today. It's really stirring now, because... There, go there there's the chainsaw. Um, it's stirring now, because... For many birds spring is on its way, the day's already lengthening so we'll see what we see but I hope to sort of share with you a little bit of why I love getting out and walking in nature in the countryside uh, so there's a couple of wood pigeons absolutely ubiquitous bird in the Usk Valley hundreds of them, thousands of them here and they do very well so I'm going to wander on downstream and uh, see what we can see So people think of the countryside as a nice quiet place but there's always activity even in the depths of winter here. I think this is a wren, this rapid-fire bird. There's a whole load of bramble between me and the river now. A whole stretch of bramble that runs along the edge of the field. Probably finding perfect cover for this wren. See if you can see him. Lots of ivy-covered willows here. Yeah. He's right in front of me, but I can't quite see him Making quite a... It's almost like an alarm call, so maybe he's a bit cross with me Or she I was amazed how it's been quite a bitter winter at times So far Wrens are such tiny birds, but somehow they, they... They survive we find enough food. So there he goes, rattling away. I leave him to his. And a bigger rattle, like a giant wren, is the chainsaw. And we are quite a long way away. These brambles, though, they reach out their long tendrils, and grab hold of my wellies. It's a wellies day for sure. And, um. Yeah, the mournful yaw of the of the chainsaw will be past it soon. So what we've got here look. some blue tits, great tits, great tits. And blue tits, yes. A little party of small birds, mostly tits and the small nests. When the leaves are off the trees here, you can see lots of nests in these riverside trees. Yeah, the river is really right at its peak. It would take another another week's rain and we'd be talking about... I mean, it has flooded in some parts, but it's mostly contained within the banks. I always wonder what happens to all the fish when it gets like this. It must be just a constant effort to keep your place as trout and grayling and chub and some salmon in the usk. And uh, I can see a dog walker ahead. This is a path which occasionally you see dog walkers. I tend to think dog walkers stay, stay within a, a, re, a narrow radius of each settlement or town. More missile thrushes here. And the alders are covered in these tiny little cones which give a little sort of of purpley, deep purple tinge to the ends of the branches so we might have come across another wren territory rattling, rattling, rattling but all these birds will be starting to uh, starting to think about setting up territories and you know, the breeding season for some birds starts pretty imminently. Things like rooks and herons. Chainsaws, thinking about breeding. That's the the chorus of the chainsaw. As someone who's used a chainsaw a lot, when I lived wild up on a hill, it's a noise that's sort of enticing, but also disturbing. The dog walker is giving be a very wide berth <laughs> man talking to himself in the countryside maybe just uh, just avoid that encounter hey oh, that's the dog calling me definitely barking towards me hello chap so let me tell you a little bit more about the podcast I'm always kind of going to be distracted. Long-term listeners of the podcast will know that I get very distracted by things that happen. But yeah, the podcast—I'll tell a little bit about the podcast generally for new listeners, and then a bit more specifically about this series, which I'm calling sort of mindful walks in nature. A bit of rain coming in now. That's pretty typical for this time of year. It doesn't look like it'll settle in for long. The podcast is a blend of little adventures like this wandering out into the wild sometimes on a quest to find a rare species of creature or a historic somewhere mysterious or historic that we can it's full of stories sometimes it'll just be a wonder to get a breath of fresh air to find a little bit of, it's like today, a bit of peace, and quite a bit of sunshine now. Oh, typical Welsh winter's day. And ahead of me, a huge limb has fallen across the field, smashed down, away from the river and into the field, and it's all, like, snapped off, leaving this great scar on the tree. It's gone at least 50, Wow. Oh, 15 metres into the field, maybe more. And so and then the other part of the podcast is, is interviews. And the very best are interviews where we go for a walk like this, squelch through the bog. Uh, very boggy ground here. Uh, glad I've got the wellies on. So we have you know, lots of interesting guests and in fact this series we've got oh it's just packed full of fascinating folk. Next week I'll be out with Mariana Hota, the archaeologist, and we're having an adventure around Avebury, in the Wessex Downs. A bit later in the series, I'm caving with historian Amy Jeffs, talking about how early medieval people saw the countryside and nature, and what they got from it, which is really interesting, fascinating. Plus, recording down a scary... Mine, uh, a whole a shaft of a sort of uh, cave in the Mendips is a whole new experience for me. I'm getting away from the Chainsaw and we're getting towards our favourite spot. There's someone's rebuilt a footbridge over a little tributary that runs into the Usk here. And the chatter of siskins, a whole flock of oh, must be. 50 siskins are just swirling around my head. Tiny little finches. They're silhouetted so I can't really see their sort of yellowy greeny streaked. But they love feeding in the tops of these alder trees and you can just hear them squeaking away. Wheezing and squeaking. Now this is a re- this is perhaps a spanking new um, bridge over this uh, little tributary, and but I love this spot because on the other side of the river is the rapidly decaying structure of what looks I think it must be uh, an angler's cabin so there's no footpath. I don't think there's a footpath the other side of the river I haven't checked the map so I don't think you can access it easily and obviously I think it might be part of a fishing syndicate that large stretches of the yask are leased or owned by fishing syndicates so they can oh, That sounds a bit like a tree creeper here. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see what turns up Got a whole load of good birds around. No, that's a nuthatch. That liquidy sound is a nuthatch my first of the year. be a lot of first birds of the year. Anyway, the cabin has a portion of its roof missing but it's in a lovely, lovely spot just elevated above the river. What a peaceful spot. It's green with these white framed windows. It's got solar panels on the roof so it feels like it's sort of, a touch of modernity there. But I'm loving the just the tranquility of it. I think and it's got a, a chimney, uh, a little metal chimney coming up the top So Clearly there's a stove in there. And, um, oh gosh, that, that hatch is really hitting the high notes. And we've got the siskins in the tree on the opposite side of the tributary. And there's a dog walker coming up behind me. They're going to get a surprise when I turn around. So the podcast is, so we have an adventure out in, in the countryside somewhere and with a guest or not we head back to our little podcast studio in Bristol where I'm lucky enough to work with two very talented characters Jack Bateman who produces the podcast I'm just going to splash through a rather deep pool here and and Hannah Tribe who helps me with the content and editing and also introduces and edits our sound escapes which are short little postcards from the countryside, with no, no words, just recordings, so we might record a nuthatch for five minutes, or we might record the sound of the river Usk flowing by, and so Hannah looks after those. And we generally talk about what we've been up to, a little bit of chat, maybe some countryside news, but also listeners' emails, which are an important, increasingly important part of the podcast, and we love to receive your own thoughts and your own observations on the countryside your experiences what you've seen and done things you've liked on the podcast and we also really love to receive any sounds that you've recorded we call them our sounds of the week and when we get them we are absolutely delighted and you can send in any thoughts or sounds, to my email address, editor at countryfile.com. That's editor at countryfile.com. And the very best is a raven, cronking away in the distance, and up ahead, probably a load of, I think, jackdaws, some tall trees ahead, I'm going to squelch to another footbridge over another little tributary, which in summer would be dry. But yes, send in your thoughts. We like to give out a prize for our best letter of the week, sound of the week. We like to give out a little prize. Let's go through another gate. The robin here just sort of spitting at me a bit. Uh, dunnock wheedling further ahead. So much more birdsong than a week ago. But yes, uh, the very best email or sound we receive for that week, we'll find something from our podcast library as a gift to send to you. And we've got quite an extensive library of lovely countryside books. And talking of letters, we've had, since the end of season 14, which finished just before Christmas, I'm just climbing over a stile, so forgive me if you hear a sudden yelp. You know, on over as I have done several times. Uh, there we go, safely negotiated the stile. Um, but we've had several lovely letters. There's some roaring rapids ahead. Several lovely letters, emails sent in while we were away, while we had a little break. And I've got one here which I really want to share with you because it's so beautiful. We've had a lovely card in from. Kiki King from the US. Uh, Kiki, please could you email me, editor at countryfile.com, with your address, because this is definitely our first podcast Letter of the Week and a definite winner of, of a book, which I'd like to send you. But here it is, and, and it's just delightful. Kiki writes, I wanted to write to you for, for quite some time, but never felt an email was adequate to express how much delight I get from both the podcast and from Country Farm Magazine, so I thought a holiday card would be a better tribute. I'm so grateful for all the work you put into both endeavours. I have a routine with each. Podcasts are enjoyed on my lunch breaks to help me pretend I'm walking in the countryside versus the city, and the magazine is enjoyed with a cup of tea on the weekends. I love listening to the chatting between you and the team after the episodes as it always leaves me with food for thought. I also love the range of subjects that both outlets cover, from folk music, to local food, to rural rambles, to the quirks of a species. I live in the States and have only recently had the pleasure of visiting the UK this past year. When I listen to your descriptions of the countryside, or look at the photos in the magazine, or read about new places of beauty to visit, I feel immediately like I am back there and experience a sense of joy and peace. Please know that all your hard work is appreciated, and I wish all of you from the Countryfile teams a wonderful and relaxing holiday season. Well, Kiki, that's so lovely to hear, because we do put in a lot of effort to create the magazine, which you have, if you haven't heard of Countryfile magazine, look it up online. A real sort of joyous celebration of all things British and the British countryside, as well as tackling the big issues that the countryside faces. But also the, the, the podcast, which is a real labour of love between me and my colleagues Jack and Hannah. And you'll meet Jack and Hannah next week after, after the podcast with Mariana Hota. And Kiki, as I say, send me your address and I will send you a book by one of the greatest nature writers, countryside writers, Britain's ever produced. Um, Ronald Blythe, who lived in East Anglia, and his book is... This new, well, it's a sort of collection of writings. It's called Next to Nature: A Lifetime in the English Countryside, and it's it's a it's truly wonderful, and I hope it, it sort of gives you those escapes that you also get from the podcast and the magazine. So, uh, send me your address, and we'll get that off to you. And thank you. Lifted my spirits, although um, my spirits are always lifted when I'm outside. I'm just heading towards what look like some rapids. The river widens slightly. And summer is a beautiful place to sit and watch wildlife, but in the winter it's just the sort of thundering rapids ahead. I'm travelling beneath some holly trees and some massive beech trees. And the path actually seems to head away from the river here and up into farmland, so I'm not sh- quite sure how close to those rapids I'll be able to get, but... little different different sort of habitat these little holly glade holly grove a hollin it's a little bit more about this coming series i mentioned mariana hota the historian amy jeffs and we'll be sort of exploring why we need nature why we need to walk why we need to get outside and just some of those themes of the importance of it are for our creativity, for our mental health, for our physical health, he says as he's puffing to climb this hill. You can hear a little rivulet, a tiny little Welsh streamlet dashing down from the farmland through this dell of holly trees into the river below. All the time, there are little groups of tits. Oh, a huge beech tree limb has come down here recently. There's still, because it's come down, the leaves haven't fallen off the tree. Now I'm in farmland here. And there are two wooded hilltops ahead of me to the east, really. And the furthest one is hill fort which i featured in a podcast some time ago uh, in 2022 where i tried to walk through the monmouthshire countryside had a bit of an adventure so look out for hill forts in monmouthshire it's a good little podcast while you're waiting for next week's episode so, yeah, we'll be exploring why, why we like to come out on rainy days. What a little bit of perspective. What a, what a little bit of open space gives you a sort of perspective on, on life. It can be quite oppressive news at the moment. And there's a lot of some crows pursuing each other across the field here. Crows jackdaws. Oh, and there's a, a grey squirrel has nipped out of the riverside vegetation, scampering ahead, dancing over a load of mole hibbles. And I coming towards a house which has the most fantastic store of firewood outside it. Quite an isolated house, beautiful house. Sitting sort of now, because I've climbed a bit, we're on a bit of a cliff above the river. Great tits and the uh, beech trees. There's a hole. Not like it. Hmm. There's probably a challenge, But I think there might be some... There's a railway carriage outside this house. An old railway wagon, which is just been used as a shed. There's a real smell of wood smoke in the air. Blackbirds, lots of wildlife around this garden. It's clearly, clearly quite a haven. This woodpile just looks glorious, covered in. There's goldcrests here singing in the trees. High pitch. Oh, so much to see here. I'm going to just pause and take it all in. So the high-pitched singing you can hear, really high-pitched, is. I'll try and point it out. It's goldcrest there's a robin there there. Uh, the wood is covered in fungi so it's been here for quite a while and maybe they'll just let it rot which will be very good for the local wildlife Uh, oh yeah there's goldcrests flitting in the edge of the conifer trees here there we go That. they're not doing their full song but they're kind of just a little bit of goldcrest song there and now I'm on, a, yeah, basically on a cliff above the river between this garden of the house as the footpath has been fenced between here and the river and it's pretty much a sheer drop not hugely high but oh 30 metres oh, I don't know 30 metres high and you, you couldn't fall to your death because it's, there's a slope here and massive beech trees coming up from the riverside their crowns rising high above the cliff so those are gigantic trees there are one, two, three, four five, six, seven eight, nine, ten footballs in this garden so clearly a keen very keen on their football there's a lovely bench Positions to give you a view. So, back across the valley, is the most gorgeous pink washed house. Some rough looking landscape, a bit of flooding around some trees. It's a lovely, peaceful scene. Strange ringing noise. So, I'm going to just press on a little bit. I think they. Path heads back down to the river quite soon. Yes, beyond the garden is a little lane. And this takes me right down to the riverside again. But quite spectacular just to have this height for a short period. Ooh, there's a car behind me. The land passes me on the lane. a nest box has been put up on these trees so someone has taken the care to, to, to try and encourage more breeding sites, oh no, it's a it's a private sign one of the things along here I thought it was a nest box but it was a private sign keep out, although the footpath runs along here so I'm within my rights to, to be here had a complete odd experience, as I quite often do while recording. <laughs> some people try to put mufflers on the gate. Obviously the noise of another gorgeous big house here. And the blackbird foraging on the path ahead of me. And a lovely group of, I don't know what type of chickens those are. Black with gold streaks and cockerel is standing on top of some railings, giving it his giving his all to his three hens. One is smaller, so probably a bantam. A odd, <laughs> hello odd experience of taking a wrong turning and being completely bewildered. I've walked this walk quite a few times, but I just sort of was carried away while recording and went down a lane where it said, private keep out. And I thought this is odd. It did say keep dogs on leads, so it almost conflicting messaging and um, I ended up uh, being very bewildered ending up in a little series of houses right by the river and um, I completely mystified, anyway I retraced my steps and now I recognise where I am and it's all very clear a little bit of wind here which is one of the perils of podcasting in the British countryside, particularly in winter. But uh, wind is the enemy, although it can be very atmospheric and refreshing. So I think I'm going to head back down to the river and find a last peaceful place just to chill out. Maybe tell you a bit about the river itself, because it does feature on the podcast, because it's my local I can't always get to the wilds of... East Anglia or Northern Scotland or... Uh, all these wonderful places that I... Yearn to visit. But uh, I can get down to the... Get up into the hills of the Brecon Beacons. to the Coombs there's a... a j- no, there's a, there's a magpie. A single magpie. Also a regular feature on the podcast. I don't like to see a single magpie. One for sorrow. Uh, which, um, let's hope that let's hope we see another one. <laughs> the squirrels darting into the foliage ahead. There's a raven over the valley somewhere. yeah sort of more of a yelp than its normal sort of barking grating noise. Yeah, the river ask you know, plays a large part in my life. It's distressing to see how polluted it's become. I've lived near it for the past ten years. And it's still a great reservoir of wildlife. You know, in the flood pools, I can see toads spawning in April. Throughout the summer, there will be fish rising. There will be trout and grayling and great shoals of these chub and dace and all sorts of things and the insect life can be astonishing but uh, it's like so many British rivers it's been afflicted by pollution from both agriculture and domestic sewage and it's an appalling appalling indictment of how we uh, how we treat our countryside if we can't look after our rivers which are the arteries of everything then we are uh, we're failing failing as a country to look after our countryside and it's all of our responsibility to raise this subject and make it known but today the river is sort of washing itself clean of all the rubbish that's built up all the filth that's built up over the summer and it sort of stagnates a little bit and we're coming back down to it now it'd be nice to have a little it flows, the Usk flows from the hills deep in the sort of western Brecon beacons and then down through Brecon through Crickhowell, through Abergavenny through Usk and then down to Newport and out to the sea, into the Bristol Channel. And it's, it's a magical river. Beautiful, one of the really be- most beautiful rivers in Britain, certainly in southern Britain. eBay Motors is here for the ride.
0: With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply With milder weather and longer days on the way, now is the time to dust off your hiking boots and enjoy the great British countryside. And wherever you go, whatever the terrain, Regatta Great Outdoors has the right footwear for any adventure. From grassy hills to rocky trails and even paved footpaths, there's a regatta shoe to suit your walking preferences. Discover lightweight trainers for day-to-day wear or walking shoes for multi-day hikes like the brand new Samaris 3. Combining comfort with performance, the Samaras 3 is available as a shoe and boot for both men and women, and is ideal for all your hiking pursuits. TechFoam in-sock technology supports your foot, while an EVA midsole and shock-absorbing heel protects you from bumps along the way. Plus, it's waterproof and breathable, so your feet stay dry no matter the weather. Available to shop in stores nationwide and at regatta.com.
1: I wondered whether anyone had written anything about it, so poetry of or... poetry, so I had a bit of dig around... There isn't very much. Uh, as I walk into Parkland, landscape of a magnificent, sort of Jacobean-looking house. It may, may well be more modern than that, but, but mullioned windows looking out over the river valley, and the most enormous balls of mistletoe here. So I'm down by the river again. Quite quiet, despite its ominous flow. I did find a poem, I'm gonna just, we'll see what we think. Written in the early 19th century, I think, or mid-19th century, by Francis Turner Palgrave. Wales, Usk, the the river Brecon Bridge. So quite early on in its journey. So this is an ode to the river Usk. Low to himself beneath the sun, while soft his dusky waters run. With ripple calm as infant's breath, an ancient song ask murmureth by the bridge of Abahondi. It is not of deeds of old, the song, Llewellyn's fate or Gwelia's wrong. But how, while we each have our day, and then are not, he runs for aye. He sees the baby dip his feet within his limpid waters sweet, and hears, when youth and passion speak, what strikes to flame the maiden's cheek. manhood's colours tame to grey with his fair child the father gay and then old age creeps to view stream his feet in boyhood new from days before the iron cry of roman legions rent the sky since man with wolf held brutish strife usk sees the flow and web of life as mimic whirlpools on his face orb after orb each other chase and gleam and intersect and die our little circles eddy by but those fair waters run for aye, well to himself, where'er they stray. All footsteps lead at last to death, his ancient song, Osk Mamreth, by the bridge of Abba So Abba is the Welsh word for Brecon. Abba, the mouth, Hondy is the river that runs into the Osk at Brecon, so the mouth of the Hondy. tractor on the other side of the river. While I lounge about in my pocket, oh, there's fox scat here, fox poo, uh, just beneath this huge cedar tree. Uh, I'm going to start to wend my way back. But that poem, a bit of a classic, I suppose, of river runs, that, while our lives are shortened, um, the river runs on through, for instance, the Roman legions and all the way through people's lives is this steadfast, so yeah perhaps a bit cheesy but the only poem about the usk I could find that uh, that sort of gave a taste of its character I suppose and in the poem he mentions, Palgrave mentions the Roman legions and at Newport the river usk was a Roman port and a centre for a legion so, uh, and there were forts all along the river up to Brecon and beyond. And The Roman legionary headquarters was called Isca. So, I presu- must be linked to why it's called the Usk, or perhaps it's called Isca because it was already called the Usk. Anyway, Isca was the name of the legionary town and headquarters, the barracks. And if you ever go to Caleon, South Wales you'll see some of the best Roman remains in Britain that nobody seems to ever mention maybe we'll do a podcast down there and give it the attention it deserves Usk, I've is of the same derivation I'm talking about how, why it's named Usk same derivation as rivers like the Axe and the Esk so which comes from ancient British language Brythonic which means, could mean, teeming with fish. So, and then there are more and more sort of explorations. In Welsh, fish is piscod, so usk could come out of that. And ancient Welsh and Brythonic are probably related. So the piscod, usk, isca, the Roman fortification, and just the usk today a wonderful river, come and visit it and champion it whenever you can You can just hear bird life all over the place here I think there's a woodpecker nearby up in one of these beech trees and the sound of crows over winter fields it's one of the great evocative sounds of of winter in Britain So, I'm going to wend my way back and start my day's work, my normal day's work on the Country the Countryfile magazine. But I hope you've enjoyed a little bit of rambling with me and join us for the rest of the season, season 15, Mindful Walks in Nature, with some special guests and some special experiences. Lots of lovely wildlife, and I hope a little bit place for you to come and find respite from all the noise and stress of daily life. As I say, you can contact me, editor at countryfile.com. Join join in with us. Send in your thoughts. Be part of the part of the uh, studio chat, and I look forward to hearing from you. But for now. Thanks so much for joining me and talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.
0: Whether it's gloriously sunny or a spring downpour, you can always get outdoors with regatta. So what are you waiting for? Find a route, grab your walking shoes and start exploring. Regatta Great Outdoors offers all types of performance footwear, from technical hiking boots for regular ramblers to durable walking shoes for the whole family. With waterproof and breathable qualities, shock-absorbing comfort and superior grip, Regatta footwear is designed to withstand whatever challenges Mother Nature throws your way. Discover the range in stores nationwide and at regatta.com.